creators of the Consolation Project. This is Keeping Up with Christianity. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Keeping Up with Christianity. My name is Alrin Lovu, and I'll be your host again for this show. This episode is episode three, and we will be dealing with the issue of stress. Now, I know stress is something that we all deal with. Whether you're rich and famous or just the average Joe like I am, stress is something we all deal with. And research says that stress is something good when it's in a little amount because it sort of motivates us and drives us to do better. But when stress is there in a lot of amounts, then it becomes something that's devastating to our health. So today we're going to talk about stress. Last week we talked about procrastination because it's something I deal with a lot. So I thought by sharing these topics that are close to me, that are so common, you guys will be able to also relate and then deal with them as I'm trying to deal with them. So this week it's stress. If you didn't listen to last week's podcast, please go to episode two, procrastination. That was the topic. Deal with that and then come on to stress because it's another big issue that we're going to deal with. Now, what is stress? Stress, according to Wikipedia, is a feeling of strain and pressure. So if you feel yourself being strained and pressured by anything, especially environmental stimuli, then you're probably going through some stress and pressure. And I'm sure if you guys are hard workers or you guys are just living in reality, you will know that time and time again you get stress. Now, another word that's related to this issue of stress is one word we call worry. Now, according to Merriam's Webster Dictionary, worry is to feel or experience concern or anxiety. So we all experience concern or anxiety because we normally like to know the future before we get there so that we can plan in advance. I don't know if you guys could relate to this. And I am like that because I have no control over the future. I have lots of concerns and anxieties about the future. So If you guys are going through this, then this is the episode for you. We're going to find out what stress is, how it affects us, and also look for some solutions on how to deal with this aspect. So I hope you guys be with me throughout this podcast. I'm going to try and keep it short. I didn't like the way the other one was quite long, and especially, you know, editing it, it took forever. If you guys have tips on how to edit a podcast fast, please let me know. And I think another thing is because I don't have a pop filter yet, so I have to edit a lot of things and I'm going to work on that. I am going to work on that. So let's go on to my personal notes of what I think stress is and how it affects us. We're always worried. It's almost as if life prepares each man his own assembly line of things to worry about. I don't know if you guys can relate to this. And even like if good things happen, us as human beings always have something to worry about. And the problem of worry is it blinds us. It's, it's like a poison that gives us some sort of amnesia and stops us from seeing all the other good things that are happening in our lives despite the stress that we're having. And look, I can relate. The world is a really messed up place. But despite the fact I've gone to learn that God is still gracious and his grace is still abundant. So besides the cliche of us having to be grateful for being alive today or having a job or the fact that we could be in a worse case, you know, people always say those things. Think about the many other good things happening in your life. For me, for example, I plan on going to Cape Town for the holiday with my girlfriend. I bought a drone, which I'm so excited about. 
the sustainability of my everyday life. You know, working and going through this world is so difficult, but to be able to sustain oneself is such a blessing. My health, my relationship hanging on despite the hardships it goes through, the sanity, the friends, and even this podcast, it gives me a lot of joy. So even though I do go through a lot of things that stress me, the fact that I have these other things to think on gives me a bit of peace. And the thing is, stress or worry stops us from seeing the things that are right in front of us that are actually keeping us happy. And worry prevents us from acknowledging the past, the present, and even future success, as it cannot see past tomorrow. So when you're worried, you're not worried about, you're, not, you're never thinking about what good happened in the past. You're always stressed about what's happening now and about the future you can't see. And we have to see past that because if we can acknowledge the good that's already happened, I feel that we'll be less stressful people. Now, the Bible has many things to say about stress or worry, and it calls this stress-worry thing doubt sometimes, and a lot of times it calls it faithful, faithlessness. Sorry, And whatever the case, God is not pleased with it. He understands our pain, but He's always pleased when we trust him. And what worry tells God is that we do not trust him. So those are my little like thoughts about stress. I've, I've got more to say, but like I said, I'm trying to keep this short. I was looking on my Facebook the other day and someone posted this image and it says like they were trying to sort of pre- like show what God would be saying to us. And it went like this. God has given you enough. Like what you have is enough. That's what it said. And most often than not, because we ignore the fact that the things we have right then are enough, we ignore the, the, the good and we focus on the stressful things about our life. We all go through stress, guys. It could be work. It could be family. It could be relationships. It could be school. Whatever it is, stress at the end of the day makes you fail to see what's working right in your life. And it blocks out hope, the fact that you could actually succeed. So we're going to go into the Bible now. Look at some Bible verses and see who got stressed in the Bible. Like maybe we think, you know, stress is just a thing for people of today. People in the Bible never went through stress. But even the greatest people we look up to in the Bible went through stress. Now, why I'm doing this is, first of all, this is a primarily Christian podcast because I am Christian. So I'm trying to reach out to Christians all over the world. But it's also for non-Christians because these are aspects that everybody deals with. The keeping up with Christianity is not only for Christians to keep up with the title or with the calling of Christianity. It's for people out there in the world to see that, you know, even Christians go through what we go through and we can actually relate to one another. We are not so different after all. Anyway, let me not babble. We are going into Bible verses that have to do with stress. So who got stress in the Bible? So humans experience stress. That's something we've been talking about. And what Wikipedia tells us is that humans experience stress or perceive things as threatening when they do not believe that their resources for coping with obstacles, stimuli, people, situations are enough for what the circumstances demand. When we think the demands being placed on us exceed our ability to cope, then we perceive stress. Now, that is so true. Whenever we feel like we don't have enough within us to get stuff done, we get stressed. Because we feel like we lack the things to get things done, we get stressed. So if you feel like 
you don't have enough brain power or intelligence to pass that exam, you get stressed. If you feel that you are not skilled enough to be just like every other excellent person at your workplace, you get stressed. If you feel that your relationship is just fights, 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 and it's never going to work, you get stressed. So anything or any lack you feel is bound to cause you stress. Like I said, um, Midline Plus, it's an article I was researching. I'll put all these research um, articles in the descriptions. They agree and they say everyone feels stress from time to time. So that's just the stuff we all know. And how do we know? Biblically. Job got stressed. You guys know the serious ordeal that Job went through. So if you go to Job chapter 30 verse 27, you will see that Job was talking about stress in this verse. And he was like, you know what? I feel stressed. I feel overwhelmed. So read that. Job 30 verse 27. Hezekiah got stressed as well. We see this in 2 Corinthians chapter 32. This king wanted to come and destroy them all. And he was bragging, even um, blaspheming God's name. And he was stressed, but he turned to God and God delivered him. So Hezekiah, a king, got stressed. Martha was worried about many things. Jesus Christ said this himself. You'll find this in Luke chapter 10, verse 41. Naomi, the whole book of Ruth, you could see she was worried about her daughter-in-law, about her life because she had lost her husband and her sons had all died. I mean, like some of these people went through great ordeals. Job lost everything. Hezekiah was about to lose his kingdom and his people. Mary was just worried about, Martha, sorry, was just worried about everything. Naomi, about the loss of her family. The woman at the well was worried about what people thought of about her and the fact that she couldn't hold a steady husband. This is John chapter 4. And Jesus was stressed. The Garden of Gets, Gethsemane, like we know Christ was everything. He was great. He always was on point. But even he got stressed. I mean, he got to the point where he was stressing so much that he sweat great drops of blood, as the Bible says it. So we can even see that even Jesus Christ in Matthew 26 got stressed. So stress is not something uncommon to Christianity. It's not something uncommon to the world. It's not something uncommon to the Bible. We could go on and on, but even these people we look up to got stressed. But I think the, the important part is not so much as getting stressed because it's just like temptation. You are not sinning if you get tempted. You're only sinning when you fall victim or when you allow that temptation to take its toll. So if you allow stress to take its toll on you, then that's where the damaging effects are. Now, verses that encourage. I'm sharing these because I think, for me at least, the Bible is the inspired word of God and it is what brings me healing. I don't know if it's the same with you, but, you know, and, and maybe because Christianity has gone so cliche that, you know, when someone is stressed or going through things, we're like, hey, go well, brother and sister and stuff. And it, it's like not real. But I'm sharing these verses with you because when I read them, they, they, they show that the Christian walk or this walk in life is so real and it's so stressful. But we have someone in Jesus that can give us comfort. If you're not Christian, I'm not sure where you get your comfort from. Maybe it's from family or friends. But either way, there is a thing that can give you peace and joy. For me, it's the scriptures. So for Christians or those that just want to know, here are some scriptures. We're going to start with Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7. It goes like, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. First Peter 5, 
verse 6 and 7. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him, because he cares for you. Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary the devil prowls like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. This one's deep. The same kind of sufferings. Here it speaks about sufferings. Are being experienced by everybody throughout the world. So you're not the only one who's stressing. So hold firm in your faith. Resist the urge to let stress take over. Resist the urge to let the devil take you down. So even if you're not Christian, resist the urge to let whatever is happening in your life take you down. Never let it have that chance. Always be strong. Another verse is James 1 verse 2 to 4. It says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. So another thing you go through as a Christian is trials. And God's going to allow trials in your life so that he tests your faith and he grows it. So that you become a better Christian. And even if you're not Christian, God is still in control. Like he rules everything, Christians and non-Christians alike. And even if you sort of don't believe in God, even if you don't believe in God, he's in control, like I'm saying. And he will bring things in your life to either bring you to him or to either strengthen you. So whatever trials we go through, eventually they strengthen us. So that verse says that. Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 17 to 19. Though the fig tree should not blossom, I love this one, no fruit beyond the vines. The produce of the olive fail and the fields yield no food. The flock be cut off from the fold and there be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. God, the Lord, is my strength. He makes my feet like the deers. He makes me tread on high places. So here we can see this prophet. He's saying that even though if I fail to have anything, no food, no livelihood, I will still rejoice in the Lord. He will be my strength. And I hope that we as Christians can get to that point where we trust in God in everything, that even amidst our nothingness, we still feel content. There's this song. I think it's what a friend we have in Jesus. The story behind that was so touching. This woman had lost her husband and she now was left with a daughter, if I'm not mistaken. And what happened was they had no money. They had used everything they had. And this is a true story. And now they were empty. They had no food. And they were like, you know what? This is our last meal. After this, we die. But one day, she got a knock on the door in the evening. And when they went to the door, there was no one at the door. And they found on the door groceries. And those groceries lasted them for a long time. And then that's where she managed to write that song, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. So that song touches me. That like even when you're down to your wit's end, God is always able to help. There's always help around. And you know, God is so merciful that even if you don't believe in him, he's there to help those who even don't believe in him because he loves us all that much. Now, Exodus chapter 14 verse 14 says, the Lord will fight for you and you have only to be silent. Sometimes we're stressing so much. We're trying to come up with solutions on our own. We're hurting ourselves. We're drinking. We're spending sleepless nights damaging our bodies. We're fighting. We're doing everything that is just making stress double up on our bodies. 
But this uh, verse, sorry, teaches us to be silent. It says the Lord will fight for you. So like relax, take a chill pill and God will fight your battles. And if you get to that point, imagine trusting God so much that whenever you encountered by stressful situations, you just let God take control. I hope that we could get there. If you're not Christian, I hope you could find that place that gives you peace where you allow things to happen. So those are the verses I wanted to share with you. Now I'm going to share you like my experience with stress in my life. You know, I don't want to do this podcast and or produce any sort of content that is sort of cliche or that's sort of theoretical. I want to show you that stress has also been a factor in my life. When I was young, I had a low self-esteem. I remember I thought the first time I was going to get a BlackBerry. I'm sure you guys all know the BlackBerry phone. I was going to be when I was 30. Right now I'm 27. And I felt like I wouldn't be able to afford it till then. So I, I was like, Lord, one day I'm going to get that phone. And when I'm 30, that's when I'll have a BlackBerry. But you know, I doubted God so much. When I look at it now, I've had so many Blackberries up to the point where I'm 27. Now I've had an iPhone. I've used iPhones. I've used all these awesome, great phones. Like for me, phones are something I can, like, it just shocks me how my self-esteem was so low. And I used to deal with stress. Like I thought I would amount to nothing. Like I wasn't going to university like everybody was. And I was like, Lord, why me? Everybody's going to university. I'm not. I was having family issues. Like I never clicked with my dad. I was separated from my mom. It was so horrible. And I thought that I would not amount to anything. I would not be as successful as my dad was. And my life was just a mess. And I dealt with stress as a young child every day. And that's from when I was eight till I was about maybe 21, 22. I still deal with stress now, but it's a different type of stress. But yeah, guys, like I had low self-esteem and low self-esteem in itself is stressful. Believe me, if you've got low self-esteem, I know you're always either trying to please people, trying to reach this impossible standard, or you're beating yourself down about how imperfect you are. So I was stressed about that. Now, my dad and my mom, they passed away. Um, so now, like, I don't have my mother or father. So that thing stressed me. Like, I was thinking if I get married, I cannot give my, my, my wife any in-laws or anything. Like, she has no mother-in-law or dad-in-law. I have to do everything on my own. I remember when my dad passed away, everything changed in my life. My sister went to her mom, who I really appreciate. She's, she's a great woman. And I call her my mom. But yeah, it's her mom. She went there. I, like my dad left us nothing. Like he, he, he squandered his life so badly that at the end of the day, he left us nothing. And I'm not saying this to shame him, but that's what it was. And I, have to, I had to start over. I had to get a place. And then the, I lost my job. Then I had to come to the, a new country. And when I was in this new country, my mom passed away. And like, it's been stressful for me. So it's that thing like, you're trying to keep faith and believe in God. And I'm glad that I still believe in God, irregardless of what's happened in my life. I still believe he's in control because I remember the stuff he's done for me before, what he's doing for me now. So I've lost a lot, friends, parents. But from the time my dad passed away, my life has been a horror. And there was a point where I went through a dark period in my spiritual life. And even now I am I am at my lowest, guys, like at my lowest. I do not even know. Sometimes I feel like, God's like really abandoned me and I am, there's no coming back anymore because there are times where I just sin willingly. And 
even now, like I, I know I shouldn't do something, but I'll just do it anyway. And and sometimes after that, I'm like, Lord, why am I so defiant? You know, and I really feel stranded away from God. I don't know why I'm even doing this podcast. Like sometimes I'm like, Lord, I'm just lying to myself doing these podcasts, but you've really left me. But anyway, that's that's that that was that. I lost my mom and my dad and a lot of other people and a lot of other things. And I had to start afresh in South Africa from nothing, guys, from nothing. I came here with 400 US dollars and that was it. And God has increased my 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 abilities and, and my assets and everything from that time. It's, he's been amazing. Settling here was not as difficult as most people. I mean, some people come here five, 10 years and they're still not stable. But God has been good to me. But you can imagine the stress I went through trying to get to where I am now. Now, university or academic issues, everybody was going to university, even the church I was going to, people were in universities, I was not. I only recently started going to university now. And you can imagine, it's it's been hectic because society tells you you're supposed to be here. And if you're not here, you're nothing. It's it's been a fight, especially as a man. You know, us men have this pride and we want to be where we should be, when we should be there. And, you know, I was growing more in my 20s. Now I'm 27 and I was wondering what's happening. But, you know, God finally opened the doors for university, but I had to wait for him. It's It was a stressful journey just waiting for him. Now, my fight with sin, as I told you, I'm going through the darkest period and it's stressful not knowing if God is still with you or not, irregardless of your defiance against him. So that is a stress on its own. Every day I deal with that. Wanting to do so much and not feeling sufficient is something I still still deal with now. This podcast, my YouTube channel, and just creating content that pleases God. I don't know why I'm like on God mode. Like I've never thought of doing anything circular. It's just for God. But I, like I said, that fight with sin and knowing if he's taken me in anyway, and then it's just my heart to do things for him, whether he likes me or not. But I, I believe he loves me, guys. I believe he loves me. I'm just going through a period where I don't know like, if I'm still in it or not. But yeah, not feeling sufficient enough. Like I always go through a period where I feel like I'm not good enough, like the standard is too high for me, like I've wasted a lot of time. So that's stressful. Feeling like I will make it to heaven is the same like what I was talking about before. Like I feel like I may not make it to heaven because maybe I pushed the boundaries too much. So I go through a lot of stress, guys, every day. Sometimes it gets me sick and sometimes like I lose my mind and, you know, I just go through a lot. Maybe one day I'll tell you guys as I go about my story, but I go through a lot. And I just want to let you know that I'm not just quoting verses and talking about stress as if it's something I don't know. Stress is something I know. It affects us all, no matter who we are. And even if you are known to be the strong Christian person, you break down. And there's something, you know, people always call people strong. And, you know, don't let that get to you because you are a human being. You're going to break down and embrace that human side of you. Don't let people make you feel like you shouldn't be weak or you shouldn't fall, especially us men, guys. Remember, we're human being. Allow yourself to break because if you don't, eventually the pressure will build and you will fall apart. So I just wanted to share that with you guys. If you guys have any questions about my life and stuff, I'll be willing to answer. But as I'm sharing this with you, I'm letting you know that as I talk about this, guys, it's something I'm dealing with and I know it's an issue and I hope that it will encourage you so that we go through this thing together. 
Now, I did some research from WebMD, which is my favorite like medical advice website. So I'll put the links below. What WebMD says, so these are the facts and symptoms of stress. I'll just read what I have in front of me and you guys just take notes. I mean, it's going to help you guys out. So it says stress affects us all. And while stress is okay, some stress is actually beneficial. Too much stress can weigh you down and make you sick both mentally and physically. So we've talked about that already. The first step of controlling stress is to know the symptoms of stress. So you need to know like what if you stressed in the first place. But they say recognizing stress symptoms may be harder than you think. Most of us are so used to being stressed. Like me, we often don't know we are stressed until we're at the breaking point. That is me exactly, guys. And I'm sure some of you are like that, where you actually realize you're stressed when someone tells you after you've just fallen apart. Now we need to identify this now. And I hope that this research I found out was actually going to help you guys identify it in time. Stress can affect all aspects of your life, true, including your emotions. I can testify to that. Behaviors, thinking ability, and physical health. I've gone through all that. No part of the body is immune. But because people handle stress differently, symptoms of stress can vary. Disease that can be caused by stress are, now pay attention, mental health problems such as depression, anxiety, and pers uh, personality disorders. I've gone through this. Cardiovascular disease, including high, high heart disease, sorry, high blood pressure, abnormal heart rhythms, heart attacks, and stroke. I haven't gone through any of these except for maybe high blood pressure and abnormal heart rhythms. Then obesity and other eating disorders. I haven't gone through this, but a lot of people do, I know. Menstrual problems. Ladies, if you're stressed, you can actually mess up your menstrual cycle. So take note of that. Sexual dysfunction, such as impotence and premature ejaculation in men and loss of sexual desire in both men and women. Real problem, guys. We all deal with this. We all will deal with this if we're stressed. Skin and hair problems, such as acne. Uh, Psoriasis, oh my word, it's P-S-O-R-I-A-S-I-S, -S, whatever that word is, eczema and permanent hair loss. Then gastrointestinal problems such as G-E-R-D, gastritis, ulcerative colitis, and irritable colon. I have I've had these, but none of these, but like I've had stomach issues because of stress. That was my last stress bout. I had stomach issues. The symptoms, we're going to now deal with symptoms. The symptoms are many. There's emotional, physical, cognitive, and behavioral. So we're going to start with emotional symptoms. Emotional symptoms. Becoming easily agitated, frustrated, and moody. That's me. Feeling overwhelmed like you're losing control or need to take control. That's me. Having difficulty relaxing and quieting your mind. That's me. Feeling bad about yourself. Low self-esteem, lonely, worthless, wow, and depressed. That is so me. Avoiding others. 100%. This is me. When I deal with stress, this is exactly what I go through. And maybe you go through the same. So at least you know the symptoms. You're stressed. And we've got to fight the stress off. Physical symptoms. Low energy. Headaches. I get headaches. Upset stomach, including diarrhea, constipation, and nausea. Aches, pains, and tense muscles. Chest pain and rapid heartbeat. Insomnia. Yes, I'm sure we all go through this. Frequent colds and infections, loss of sexual desire and or ability, nervousness and shaking, ringing in the ear, cold and sweaty hands and feet, dry mouth and difficulty swallowing, clenched jaw and grinding teeth. I think these like immediate um, stress symptoms, like when you're stressed at that moment and also 
um long t- like long like term stress things okay cognitive symptoms uh, i think cognitive has to do with the brain constant worrying that's me racing thoughts that's me sometimes i can't even read the bible or focus on anything spiritual because my mind is racing to other places forgetfulness and disorganization that's me inability to focus that's me poor judgment a lot of the time that's me being pessimistic or seeing only the negative side and i think this we all suffer from because stress really lets you see the bad side of things only behavioral symptoms changes in appetite either not eating or eating too much this is for everyone procrastinating and avoiding responsibilities last week we spoke about procrastination and stress causes procrastination as we can see now increase use of alcohol drugs or cigarettes we know some alcoholics guys don't give them a hard time they're alcoholics because of stress they're drug addicts because of stress they're smokers because of stress and a lot of people do all these crazy things because of stress even prostitution a lot of the people are doing that because of stress they cannot take care of themselves and it's the only way so as christians as human beings that are supposed to love one another we have to be able to understand that a lot of the times people have no choices and even if they have choices they just don't have enough will power to leave these things so we need to approach them in a more knowledgeable way and help them through these things another thing is exhibiting more nervous behaviors such as nail biting i used to nail bite but now i sort of like peel my skin like not as gory as you think just like on my fingers like i i do that and my girlfriend's always hitting my hand trying to stop me she like crackles her, her hands and stuff so like yeah like there's these little things we do some people fidget some people pace all those are signs of stress and sometimes you do it even when 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 you're not stressed immediately but subconsciously you're stressed so all these things are symptoms of stress now i want us to conclude um we're on 30 minutes now and i don't want to push any more but we're going to conclude with solutions so how do i deal with it so as we've seen it's obvious that christians stress too and we're all human and stress affects us all regardless of what we believe in So many cures have been thrown around for stress. Some people um re- uh, recommend meditation of some sort, some psychological help. Like I've never been the one to go to a psychologist. I I don't have anything against them. I just feel like we're all people. I can deal with my issues. I have got friends to talk to. I don't need to pay someone to help me get better. I'd rather just pray. It's free, you know. We have friends. It's free. Rest is one. Taking lengthy breaks is another. and we can also get rid of stress by having solid support system so these are some of the ideas that have been thrown around out there but how i deal with stress i don't want to give you guys just the theoretical i want to help you guys with what i how i deal with it so i on the other hand depend on prayer so I, like i really open up to god i tell him lord i'm stressed about this i don't even want to read the bible i don't want to go to church like i just open up and i'm real like i ain't trying to pray like according to you know how church they always want us to be hey lord I thank you for what you've done for me. Life is such a precious gift. You know, nah, I'm not like that. I'm like God, I am stressed. Like I know I'm not supposed to be stressed because it says I do not believe in you, but yeah, that's where I am. I'm stressed. I'm just so real with God. I also read his word and I encourage myself to believe in his promises because like it helps me like appreciate what he's done for me in the past and the present and the promises for the future. Like 
reading the Bible makes you realize that other people went through stress just like you did. And that there's always a solution. There was always joy in the morning. I also take breaks. Sometimes like I totally cut out everything. Even if I had work, I just put it on hold and I just sleep or I rest or I do something that makes me happy. So by doing this, I force myself to surrender to God, to submit to the process. And sometimes we need to submit to the process, guys. Allow whatever's happening in your life to take its toll. You just hang on. Even if you're hanging on on the last piece of the thread, hang on and let it take its toll. Now, another thing that works for me is helping others through their issues. And not always focusing on myself, because if you focus on yourself, you're just going to get stressed. So I help other people with their issues. I listen to their problems. I give them solutions. I help them in whatever way I can. And the joy I get from that is deep. It makes me see that just as I help them, God and other people are willing to help me. So helping other people helps, guys. Being content is another. Just being content with where you are, with the little you have. Even if you want to get somewhere, but be content. Like if I wasn't supposed to go to university, just be content with where God has put you. And content doesn't mean don't do anything to improve your life. You can always do something to improve your life. But by being content is understanding that you have no power over certain things. And being content where you are and learning to make peace with what you have and what you do not have. And that's what I've been learning to do. So my final remarks are this. Worry and stress is something we all go through and it has the potential to ruin our lives. If we're to keep up with Christianity, you have to keep yourself stress-free by surrendering and leaning to God. So Christian or not, it is up to you to take care of yourself and minimize potential stresses. And how you do that is up to you. Rest, uh, like, you know, just taking a break off everything just confronting everything head on and not running away from me. It's all up to you. And whatever it is you're going through, just take heart and keep on keeping on. Joy comes in the morning. Never give up. Giving up just shows you that you're not willing to get the best out of your life yet. So hang in there, guys. My name is Alroy, and it was such a pleasure sharing my life and these aspects of stress with you. I hope you guys tune in to the next episode with me. The next episode, we're going to be talking about social media. How does social media affect Christians and the world at large? And how are we to use it as Christians or as people to just better the world? Because we know social media has both good and bad effects. So this is me signing off. It was great, guys. Be blessed. Bye.